Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay, good morning girls, it's Bobby here. Amen. Are we live? I think we're live. Fantastic. All right, it's always good to see that very first person come up because you're like, am I sitting here talking to myself? There you all are. You were just sitting there waiting to happen. You guys are amazing. I love that. Okay. How are you? Good morning. Good morning from Australia. Well, actually, I'm here in California, so it's 5 p.m., as many of you know that. But, um, yeah, good morning to you girls. It's fantastic. Okay, I was, I've been sitting here for the last, like, 14 minutes waiting, praying, adjusting my lipstick like I always do. And then about... <laughs> Three seconds before we started, I got the giggles. Okay, so we should just get the giggles out right now, amen? <laughs> amen, fantastic. Nice to see you girls. Catherine, beautiful to see you. Mary Capper again, Renee, fantastic. Kitty Samways, all the faithfuls, all ready there, ready to go at 10 o'clock in the morning. You're incredible, fantastic. And as always, girls, the minute I start talking, I wanna blow my nose, I know. And then someone goes, have you got COVID, Bobby? And I was like, no, I haven't actually got COVID. I promise, I promise. I just, I don't know, my nose runs when I get in front of people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, Nicola Douglas, Beckwood, Nat Pingle, all my girls are here, fantastic. Good 400 of you at the moment, so that's awesome. Shree Burns, how are you? Kathy from the city, incredible. Massive shout out to the Southwest girls, I love that. All right, praise the Lord. So while we just wait for the girls to rush into the room, you know, these are the ones who are normally sitting still in the foyers if we were gathering normally and we'd be like, started and we'd be going, where are they? Hurry up and get in the space, girls. But um, yeah, so anyway, have you, um, anyone had any birthdays this week or recently? You know, if you've had a birthday, give each other a shout out. And um, there's always so many birthdays happening in the life of Hillsong Church. Um, yeah, so fantastic for that. Some big ones, actually. Sarah, my beautiful niece in Melbourne. Nice to see you, Sarah, darling girl. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, we're praying for someone that we love very dearly on that note. So, girls, just pray for someone that we love. Anyway, so birthdays. Um, has anyone had a baby recently? since we were here last time? I don't know. Um, I saw this morning, I was up very early while you were all sleeping, and um, I saw that Simon Kobler and his wife Ashton had a baby girl um, overnight. So her name is, I think it is Willow Violet or something like that, Winter Violet, which is beautiful. So congratulations to um, Coves, who is um, the drummer, our drummer with Hillsong United and um, our Hillsong team. So that's fantastic. Always lovely to see babies coming. Shut up. Christian Kane is on here. Get out of here. 
<laughs> Chris and I are going to have lunch with Holly next Thursday, okay? So that'll be fun to get together. I actually said to Chris, do you want to have lunch tomorrow? Holly is prepared to come down, drive down from LA to us. And Chris is like, are you kidding me? I have literally been on the ground. And so for Christine Kane, this is like monumental. Chris has been on the ground for like four months. And then the one time that she's actually going into state happens to be this week so anyway chris go well wherever you are my darling girl anyone um fallen in love recently <laughs> why not hopefully not fallen out of love though but fallen in love yeah i'm not seeing anyone in a few moments people will tell me whether they're fallen in love or not but anyway it's good okay so we're here and it's good to see you so we're going to pray father god we just thank you for this day Holy Spirit, I really believe that you're going to do something wonderful in our midst and um, amid our conversation. So, Lord, again, I just commit our sisterhood girls to you. I commit them to you, Father God, all across um, the nation, all across Australia, up into Indonesia, Bali, watching on from other places around the world as they can. And, um, Father, we just commit ourselves to you. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'll come in the most beautiful and profound way and that the conversation that I've crafted for today, for today will um, breathe life birth life in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, say amen for me. All right. So it's one week. Um, I missed out last week because I needed to be down in the studio with Brian, um, you know, hosting the services for last weekend and Heart for the House. And um, so I couldn't be in two places at once, but the girls did a great job. Hey, they did a great job. Cass, Cass Langton and Laura Toggs, um, Decibels and my Laura Bell. And so, um, beautiful and I couldn't wait to watch it and to listen in and I loved what what they each said I loved what Cass said about deep worship washing our heart in the same way that deep sleep does and so that was fantastic and beautiful exhortation there and, and then of course Laura and um, talking about sweet friendship I think and so incredible yet again because more girls are joining I hope you're well and um, you know if you're not I, my prayer, like I just prayed, is that by the end of this time that we have together, this 45 minutes or whatever we have together, that you're actually going to feel um, your spirit has lifted somewhat. Amen. And also, just before I forget, you know, Ryan and I are so grateful to our church. We're so grateful to you for last weekend. And it was the big heart for the house, as many of you know. And I just want to, we're just so grateful for you, Lenin, and for your encouragement and for your support. And, you know, together, we're not through it yet. We've, it extends for a period of time. And so we'll give a little bit of due diligence to that on the weekend, but um, not as much. But honestly, um, yeah, by the grace of God, we're going to keep the storehouse of what is our church, our, you know, this place that we all call home. We're going to keep it strong in the name of Jesus so that we can be present and, um, present for our partners, present for what God has entrusted. Amen. And the world looks different as we all know. We all know that. But um, his mandate and his commission hasn't changed. There's just a shift happening on the earth. Anyway, so I love that. So, And I got lots of comments about my green jacket, by the way. Because, <laughs> you know, that's important. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I just really, I, like, when you, when you are doing things with Ryan, you kind of can't, like, muck around and go, let's do that again. Because, you know, he just wants to, he's tired, he wants to get out of the place. But, um, oh, I shouldn't really have said that, really. But, you know, it's a big life for him. And so, um, yeah, I just loved it when he said, oh, that's a nice green jacket, Bobby. What colour green do you call that? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, ah, green. You call it green, honey. But anyway, 
Praise the Lord. All right, I'm excited for today because we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Beck Lander. And many of you would know her. She'd be familiar to you. In fact, some of you have actually spent time with her. And um, she's, you know, lent into your life. And, you know, during this COVID season, Beck has, um, with others, has been doing a lot of um, workshops and webinars with our staff and our team because we want to see them stay strong. But, um, you know, I wanted to actually have a conversation with her earlier in the COVID season. It just didn't happen. So I'm really excited for today. And I just feel like um, there would be a lot of girls within the landscape of sisterhood who would never have access, like our staff, our team do. But um, many wouldn't actually have access to the expertise and the wisdom and the gold that lies within a person like Dr. Beck. So I'm kind of excited for that. But before we do, can I just read one passage of scripture to you? It's on my heart. It's on my pastoral heart. And I just want to read Psalm 23, if I may. Lots of you are saying how amazing Beck is. So we're excited. She actually, um, I woke up this morning, I was like, oh my Lord, I don't know if I follow her. I don't know. And I searched high and low for her Instagram name and then discovered this morning that she's actually created a new one for this, you know, conversation. So it's Dr. Beck Lounder, Dr. at Dr. Dot Beck Lounder. But anyway, we'll get to that later. But I just want to read to you Psalm 23, if I may. I know you'll love it, but like what would sisterhood be without the word of God? And it's beautiful. I felt, I felt drawn here for us girls. So Psalm 23, and it is in the Passion because that's the paper Bible that I brought with me. But it says, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks me to an oasis of peace. Isn't that beautiful? He tracks me. God is tracking me. Some really poignant words scattered right through the psalm. He tracks me to an oasis of peace, the the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, did you hear that, girls? Fear will never conquer me because you already have conquered it, Lord. You remain close to me and you lead me through it all the way, all the way. You stay close to me and you lead me through it all the way. Your authority, actually, I love this. I saw this, you know, a few years back when the passion came to be and when we seeded that um the Psalms, and I think in the Proverbs to you at color, but it says your authority is my strength and my peace. Your authority, almighty God, is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become, haha, here we go, girls. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. And you know what, girls, can I just remind us that we still have an enemy, all right? And the strategy of the enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy has come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come. Jesus has come that he might bring life and life in abundance. Amen. So even if the enemies dare to fight, God, you prepare a table before me in the presence of those enemies. All right, I've gone to another translation now. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, come in Jesus' name. And you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So here's the question, my darlings. So why? Why would I fear the future? Why would I fear the future? Your goodness, for your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. 
then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Isn't that beautiful? And I, you know, sometimes in life you get to a stage when you get a little bit older. I know I'm only 63 and I shouldn't be thinking this until I'm 93. But sometimes I'm like, Lord, I just want to, can we just go home? <laughs> can we just come home, Father? You know, and then I, I correct that thinking because I'm like, no, enough people don't know about the Lord Jesus Christ. But sometimes we, we feel like that. But here the scripture is saying, the psalmist and David, if anyone knew, the psalmist did. For your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. And then afterwards, amen, there's going to be an afterwards to look forward to. But then afterwards, when all is done, when we've been true and diligent to everything that God has put in our hands to do, hallelujah. When my life is through, then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence forevermore with you. Amen. Do you love that, girls? I know you love it. If you love it, give me a little thumbs up. All right. I'm going to invite in... Um, back. All right. So here we go. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Ooh, there she is. Wow. That was fast. Hallelujah. Perfect. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. Lovely to see you back. Lovely to see you too, Bobby. You look magnificent, by the way. Oh, you're very kind. You look beautiful. <laughs> I just, I, um, I text, she and I, Beck and I were, uh, girls, Beck and I were texting like a couple of minutes before we started. And I'm like, make sure you get into the center of the frame. <laughs> Sometimes we end up like down here and then like all the comments, like cloud your beautiful faces that I'm chatting to. So fantastic. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, did you sleep? Nice, it's getting to this end of the week and Thursdays are always awesome. So it's great to be here. Fantastic. I love that. So again, I appreciate it. And you would have heard me say back, I actually wanted to chat a little bit earlier on in the season, but it just kind of didn't happen like that. And then there were things to attend to in recent weeks and still attending to in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me just do the introduction and then I'm going to get you talking to us. And girls, right. give me a record because I've actually got my friend on here at 5.13. What the heck? <laughs> I'm not raving on too much, but, um, you know, there'll be girls around the world, perhaps, um, if they do see this, um, that don't know you that well. Mm -hmm. So I always ask this of everyone. Um, I get a little, like, profile of your history in your life. And so here's the deal. I love saying this, and it's true. Um, known by many, loved by all. Oh, I love saying <laughs> that. <laughs> it's true. Known by many and loved by all. You're married to Greg. How many mm -hmm. years are you married? Oh, we're 23 now. Are you? Mm -hmm. Babies. Yes. Well, 23 years married, not old. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, I've been married 43. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's great. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You've got three beautiful children. You've got Noah, you've got Belle, and you've got Ben. So, ages mm -hmm. and maybe just a little bit about them, perhaps. That yeah, sure. Well, Noah's 18 now. Yeah. So, finally... Of one, one's reached adulthood, um, but he's busy doing the HSC this year. So he's, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a physics tutor, but I've realised physics isn't my thing. Uh, no. <laughs> like, how do they know all this stuff? Uh, and then um, I've got Belle, who's beautiful. She loves, she serves in Cubby House and she just loves a house. And she's um, in year nine. Um, um, ooh. Sorry about that. 
Um, and then she loves her connect group. <clears throat> um, and then I've got Benny. He's 11. So he's in year six. Um, he embraces everything about life. And, um, yeah, he's just a wonderful little guy. And I've got two puppies, Dash yeah. and Maddie, who are just beautiful, fluffy cavoodles. I love that. You know, Brian and I needed, we, we thought we, we lost our, our dog at Christmas time, our Bali. And so during COVID, we were like, oh, should we get another puppy? And I wasn't sure that I wanted to just yet. Mm-hmm. can find puppies anywhere. I but, heard that. Yeah. I heard that they've gone from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I think I want a bigger one, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what, ours was supposed to Ours was supposed to be five to seven kilos and they've ended up 10. So I've decided we've ended up getting these a little bigger than planned. Maybe they enjoy a little bit extra like I do. Oh, gosh. Yeah, hands up if you're like, yeah, should be should be this way, but we're all this way, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I try really hard. Anyway, great. So I. Ash and Maddie. I think Dash is a great name. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway, Raven on here. You've been part mm -hmm. of for 26 years mm -hmm. no small thing that's so amazing and you know what you are for everyone you are a clinical um psychologist right mm -hmm. yes clinical psychologist and you work <clears throat> let me get this right you you um you work and you serve within um our health center within um city care within our pastoral care obviously <laughs> and um you know i'm going to read this but you're the head of social sciences and counseling at Alpha Croesus College, which mm -hmm. is also, again, for anyone looking in from overseas, Alpha Croesus is one of our amazing Bible college um, setups in Australia and beyond. And, uh, and this is lovely. You've been involved in the development of our response and programming as a church towards domestic violence, mm -hmm. which is a massive thing and increasingly so, I would imagine. And I think it could Definitely. even be a conversation on its own about that. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, Beck, you're a smart lady. You're a smart girl. Mm -hmm. You're faithful and you're lovely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't get to do a lot of close-range life with you. Maybe I need mm -hmm. to. <laughs> <laughs> it, guys. Welcome to my session with uh, Beck Lounder, you know, on my Instagram Live for the whole world to watch. But, um, you know, um, you're faithful and, and I, I see you from a distance. And I see you working with people and... Here's the deal. The people that I do know that you have helped, this is what they say. Beck helped me so much. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. And Gosh, it's such a privilege that people would allow me to come alongside them and into their life. That's, I think, the greatest privilege. It's a gift and it's a calling upon your life. Thank you. And, you know, who are in the same field of life and expertise in medicine. And so we're grateful. I'm grateful. Brian and I are grateful. I'm grateful as a pastor and I'm grateful as a mum because I know at one point you came alongside my Laura when she was going through that we're not talking about Lawsy but when she mm. went to that darker space that she talks openly about you were such a blessing to her all right I ask this question all the time has there been for you for Beck not for Dr Beck just mm -hmm. for, has there been a silver lining um special silver lining in this whole season for you personally that you could share I think for me it's been our family having a different um, lot of time together and the opportunity for some more time for me to even really be alongside my kids even more and um, to have some real great genuine time and genuine opportunity to chat and just to sort of even enjoy my home 
um, right. and to, to enjoy the space we have and the gift of the home of, like I have. And I would say that would be a silver lining for me. You said um, when we were chatting, you said that you love gardening. Yes, well, I've started a garden anyway. <laughs> Is that a big <laughs> rose garden or what? Yes, I've got some roses and I've planted bulbs. I've got lavender that's surviving and so far the roses have survived, which is, okay. seems quite a significant thing for me. <laughs> I'm impressed by that. I'm impressed. And, and just one thing, how do your kids feel about having like a doctor, clinical psychologist? Oh, they don't see me that way. <laughs> My, it's, it's very real at our house. Yes, <laughs> as pastors either. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, like what the heck, you know? Yeah. All right. I love that. Hey, listen, just as we get started, because I've got a couple of questions to ask you, and I just, I'm giving them to, you know, go in whatever direction you want to go. I mean, obviously, but um, just maybe define for people what the difference is between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Okay, sure. That. Yeah, for sure. Well, a psychiatrist is someone who studies medicine first, so they actually become like a doctor, a GP, and yeah. then they go on and specialise in the area, I guess, of psychological health, the mind, um, how it relates to the body, and sort of have a focus not just on the medical aspect of it or medicine-focused. They do yeah. look a little broader. Well, a psychologist is someone that we work alongside people more from a therapeutic perspective to come alongside and to help that person understand what's happening for them help them find some solutions. The, the goal would be sometimes we might have to teach a few new things, yeah. um, but really helping a person unpack and understand more about themselves, possibly yeah. the impact of things that have happened to them, but how it is that they want to keep moving forward and strategies to do that. Wow, that's amazing. Fantastic. All right. Okay, girls, just listen up for one moment if you would. Um, I just really want you to consider today's conversation. It's going to go broad brush a little bit. But um, I just want you personally to consider this in context of your life, your realities, and also in context of sisterhood, because we're about friendship, we're about community, and we're about cause. And I think, you know, sometimes when we just chat about some of these realities, it's, it just helps everything to get in perspective, because by the grace of God, amen, we're not merely just about ourselves. We're about mm -hmm. lives and our own families, and that's so critically important. Amen. But we're also a community. We're a church community and we take, we're watching out for one another. And so even if these things don't apply to you personally or you're thinking, oh, well, just take them on board and let them just be gold and wisdom within. Amen. Because I, I do believe that godly and holistic principles work in every area of life. Amen. So back to way of introduction. You know, I, I did, I wanted to talk to you today. And girls, I want you to listen. I, I wanted to talk to you there because my pastoral heart um, w was feeling a, a weight, a, a good weight, but a weight. I feel mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm sensing that, um, you know, four months into COVID, we are a good four, four more months into COVID, um, you know, we're several weeks now into a, a racial awakening around the world that is mm -hmm. actually and important that like we've all been saying has jolted the world and I'm prayerful and I am believing that it's not something that's going to just be swept aside again and moved on from but rather that really um, foundations change within society in this world for the better amen so mm -hmm. we've had a number of times and we're continuing to speak to that I also feel that a couple of weeks now into this into that part of the reality um, and I say this carefully some of the purity of that awakening, that racial awakening has been hijacked by other agendas. And that's um, 
creating um, a degree of angst in, in people. And if you don't watch any international news, you may not see it, but nevertheless. And so I just feel that um, for many of the world back, the world doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel familiar. Mm -hmm doesn't feel um it doesn't feel safe it feels uncertain and you know what as we read in psalm 23 um quite literally we have a god in heaven who is not unaware of what is going on in this world he's mm -hmm. not humanity can become fragile right and so first question back and again take it where you want to go this if we go to this world big picture how, how do you perceive what's your take what's your observation on the tone of the world right now and also the tone of the human heart within that world. Sure. Gosh, I mean, yeah, like, and, and it's a big thought, yet it's a very real thought for all of us. And I think especially with the sort of with what's happened with COVID, it's, it's become a, um, I guess we've seen people coming together, valuing life actually seeing humanity both at a, a like a local level, like with people within one's own family, their local community, but we also are seeing it nationally, globally. And often when sort of situations happen, to, to have it happen in, in so many different realms of our understanding is pretty unique. And, yeah. I mean, I guess that's something that's unique about a pandemic is that it, that it affects people at such a broad level, yet right. also at a very personal level. And I think with that can come weight because we're, we're trying to take on and understand what it means to us. You know, yeah. has it been, even in relation to us, maybe going to the shops and what that looked like? Yeah. You mean right through to us seeing images through media, be it on, on our phones, be it through TV, of just this immense um, trauma in the world and this immense distress and uncertainty as well that's come, and this a surprising uncertainty, I yeah. think, as well. And that, that can weigh on people. It can bring, now I've seen people come together in that, and also in recent weeks, as you've said, with this awakening around racial issues, which we need to be awakened to. Um, but at the same time, so it's brought, we've seen um, hope come to be. We've seen people valuing other people and thinking about others in a different way. But at the same time, it can become a bit overwhelming for people. And even people can become a bit weary because when whatever we're sort of looking at or possibly we're looking at, we're, there's a bit of a saturation. Now, obviously, we need to understand the need that's out there. But it can get a little overwhelming sometimes for people to know how they can actually respond themselves. Right. That's amazing. Like it, it, is, it is an unusual time because when has the world felt this common reality? Exactly. It, exactly. There's always um, drama happening on the world. There's always crisis. There's always circumstance, you know, um, things happening. But this is a common reality. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to deal with it on a personal level. But then we have to deal with it also collectively. It's not just exactly. my, it's not my reality and that of my future friends. It's actually a felt reality around the world. Mm -hmm. I didn't read, and I don't want this to be, you know, um, harsh or, or, or not encouraging. But you know, I, I I talk to our lead pastors around the world. I have a few chat, you know, WhatsApp chats with the different girls, and I was talking to our leads around the world and. You know, Lucy came back and really, you know, the the reality in Brazil is grim. You know, it's basically there. I mean, what did she say? She actually she actually texted me. She literally said, hi, Bobby and girls. So far, we're in day 96 of full lockdown. We can't go out for walks, exercise or even walk the dog. Cases are just rising. This talks about us being in lockdown, full lockdown until September. She says, my kids haven't left the house since March. Poor darling. Oh, wow. 
And, um, you know, they've been doing church online. She says, you know, her house has become a studio, which we, those of us in leadership, empathize with that. And hundreds are losing their jobs. Families are struggling to pay bills, buy food. It's full on. Um, and it's been crazy. But then she writes something beautiful here back. I should have shared mm -hmm. this. That, um, oh, yeah. And she goes, in the midst of all this, God is still in control. He's not in quarantine. He is still moving, still being faithful, still providing, still healing. God Emmanuel with us. And so, yeah, what you're saying, it's like it's a felt tone around the world and, and what have you. So, so you know, if we bring it, if we bring it down, you know, um, I was just going to think, like, 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 would you have wisdom for people who, you know, like, so, no. It's like I was asking the girls at home, what, what's the news? What's the news in Australia? What, what news has been, what news are you getting from around the world? And they're like, oh, not really much, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like all the focus is on Melbourne's had a spike, more Victoria's had a spike. And, you know, I understand that. Um, but you know what? What am I trying to say? I don't really know what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's so easy to cocoon away and not, like we're a church that actually has a global footprint. We're a church that actually... <clears throat> know friendship community and cause um can you like can have you got wisdom for that like for is it a good thing to find out what's going on in the world is it Look, i think i think we need balance i yeah. think that's actually very important because it allows us to always then maintain hope that, right. that in what can feel quite we can feel quite helpless and hopeless sometimes with what is going on yet as we remember who god is for us but we can also maintain hope, but we have to look after our heart and stay in a place where we can sort of sit in the discomfort maybe that's around us yet yeah. not be taken out by it because then we don't get to contribute and we don't get to find ways yeah. to, um, can, you know, like to be in a healthy way. And so we can sort of lose even our capacity to focus and understand what's going on around us if we're not doing too well. So there's, sort of the, there's this balance that we, I'm not drinking my shoulders, I'm sort of doing my hands there. <laughs> Ooh, I can do that too. Um, there's a balance that's important to find about what we need to do to look after our heart and, and those that are in our sphere of responsibility, but also broader as we are a global church and as we are a, a community um, within sisterhood, how is it that we still get to extend our hand in the way that we have for many years, now in a bit of a different way, um, but noticing what's similar and then yeah. also what's different. Yeah. I think also, you know, our capacity to praise a sisterhood is a powerful thing. And that, that's not easy. Because it seems so easy. Well, I'm going to pray about that. Because, you know, even on the weekend we watched, you know, um, you know, we got insight to what's happening in India and on our heart for the house. And, you know, yeah. on the weekend there was comments like, this is horrific that families are literally committing suicide because they don't want to see their children starving. And, you know, it's so easy to sort of type a heartfelt response, but then what do you do after that? Mm -hmm. I do feel it's not, it's not the only response, and obviously we know that as a church, but the power of prayer is actually so important, and I think that's something um, to keep cultivating within sisterhood because prayer makes a way, and we all know that if we've done any distance since mm -hmm. You know, um, just, you know, on the, on the areas of, like, um, um, distress and anxiety, obviously, what do, you, what do you see as, again, this is not, we're not going deep here, we can't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, you know, what are the indicators for you of anxiety and distress? And what would be your first response 
um, to someone who's facing that or feeling that um, when they're observing and seeing what is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because even at the moment, some early research that's been coming out that some of the universities have been doing and, and sort of health organisations has been seeing that even people that wouldn't normally report a significant level of distress have been, some have actually been experiencing that and have been quite taken by surprise that right. that would be their experience. But I think that's the human heart responding to the distress that we see in the world as well. So it's about how do we notice for ourselves how we might be going now for some people early signs often of distress it's nearly when we can't tolerate sort of information too well or we're finding ourselves being in um experiencing emotion to to a level that we're finding it very hard to be able to be present we might be finding it hard to focus difficulty sleeping maybe finding ourselves snapping a bit more snappy or irritable when Normally we're, we're okay in those situations. We're sort of looking maybe for some differences to the way we usually would find ourselves. But also when it starts to get and starts to interfere with the way we are day in, day out, that's usually a time that we need to take notice because where our own health is getting affected as, is, as possibly, you know, the people we're responsible for and we, we want to be able to sort of still reach out and support those people. Right. But I do think with that, Bobby, it's so important that we can actually be kind to ourselves during this time because right. there's so much in this uncertainty and time of change that's just out of our control. It's not this amount isn't of, of new distress or uncertainty isn't what we're used to. Usually we would have uncertainty in every day, but we usually have ways to manage that because we've learnt how to. But right. with this, it's been quite different. Yeah. Um, and on numerous levels. So I guess with that, the ability to be have a little bit of self-kindness and self-compassion or more than a little bit, right. I would often say, if I could say anything, would be like, be kind to yourself. Do you know what I mean? We're all on this journey. Each yeah. day is a new day and we don't always know what that day comes. We bring, we come with hope. Yeah. Always hope. But also and being grateful for our days. But but there's things beyond sometimes our, our knowing of how to understand and I guess what I would often say to someone as well is let's take some deep breaths yeah often our thinking can get pretty scattered or we can find ourselves just repeating these same thoughts that we can't seem to move on from sometimes lying in bed you finally have time to yourself the distractions have gone and thoughts can repeat and repeat yeah. And sometimes it, it, you can feel like there's this little web that you're creating of, of lost thought. I mean, you're not sure where it's going to land. And those moments, it's yeah. actually, if anything, that's a sign that we need to pause. Yeah. We need to take some deep breaths and come back to now. We've okay. got to work at being present and intentional in the now because sometimes the now can feel pretty overwhelming. So we think maybe I need to get away from this for a while or our thoughts are trying to work it all out. But when we can come back to now, breathe, do some deep breathing, it helps regulate all our body systems, the physiological or the biological part yep. of ourselves. Then we can connect in maybe with prayer, with worship, but also with some real healthy strategies to help us manage our thoughts a little better, to maybe refocus on what we do know and even acknowledge that there's some stuff that is going to be uncertain, but sometimes we, need, we can sit in uncertain. I'm sure we have in a lot of ways, but there's also sometimes ways we might have to reach out for some extra support. Something like sisterhood is a beautiful way to gain support and give support to each other. Okay, because so it, at what point does someone go, I've, I've, I've done this, I've, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to focus. At what point does someone go, 
I actually need some help here. I need some yeah. professional help. Mm-hmm. At what I point? I think when you're starting to, to realise your usual strategies just aren't working okay. and it's interfering with day-to-day life. So maybe you've gone and even reached out to your friends and yeah. they've given prayer support, practical support. You've done all those sorts of things, all the things you know to do. And yeah. you've tried those, yet it just it seems to be this persistent, there's a persistency about it or even on a day where everything sort of nearly seems good, yeah. yet you're still sitting with this, unmanageable sort of anxiety or worry and that's often a really important time to reach out to talk to someone possibly going to your gp chatting with pastoral care they might even help guide you to a professional that you could speak with um and finding those and there's a there's an immense number of hotlines now or through like lifeline and there's some apps like um smiling mind and headspace that have actually had a lot of money put into them they're in australia those ones but have had a lot of money put into them by the government because they've really acknowledged the impact this season especially is having on the emotional and even mental health of people that's good i mean so i just went there because i'm feeling we want to pass to people and then sometimes you know it depends on your personality type and sometimes you like this could be a prompter for someone to go you know what I actually need to put my hand up. And mm-hmm. I just want to remind girls on here that, you know, if you're part of our church, um, that, you know, there are people and you don't, there's no shame in asking for a little bit of help or a little bit, bit of perspective, right? And I do agree, Jack, you know, it's like if you can recognise the signs, I think, I think God is kind to us too. And if we don't get to a place of absolute crisis in our lives when we can't think straight about anything, whatever that might be, you know, we can put – we can put the, um, the things in place to, to bring us that balance and what have you. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian and I are carrying a lot at the moment. I mean, I won't, I won't lie. People know that. Oh, we, sure, you must be. You know, I really don't know how my husband does it, to be honest. He's just the most remarkable man. But that aside, you know, and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying, so I, I ride my bike around here, around, around, around the block. Well have, done. Bike. Um, but, you know, I've been listening to um, some audio books on some pretty heavy stuff, you know, because I, w- I want to grow, I want to learn, I want to get perspective. And, you know, today I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm taking them out, I'm putting worship in. Great. So I needed to let my spirit actually have a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. You chat intelligent with you, intelligently with you. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to sometimes just choose those moments. And it's not, oh, you're, not failing, you're not failing the cause you know? Oh, definitely. We talk about compassion fatigue, and I don't know if that's still a current word, but, you know, you know, we're a church that lends our heart and our strength to, to many of the things that are unjust in this world, and it takes a weight into your spirit. Definitely. It's be kind. So I, I love you for that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And there's no failure to feel. There's not at all. You know, <laughs> we go to a... Yeah. Sorry, um, we go to a physio if we've, I don't know, sprained a muscle or, or done something to a leg. And sometimes the human heart and mind and how it all works together, the human soul, we need a bit of extra care. And yeah. to be able to reach out and know that there's people that have been trained to help people with yeah. that, it yeah. can just, as you've said, there's, you know, I'm seeing people saying no shame in reaching out. There's definitely not. It doesn't mean there's something like wrong or wrong with you or you're not, you know, you're not um, as competent as others. It's about actually reaching out. I think it takes a lot of faith yeah. and a lot of trust and courage to reach out and put your hand up and go, 
maybe I just need a bit something extra at the moment to support me through this. Yeah. Fantastic. I need to learn some new strategies. Fantastic. I um I pray that our sisterhood, I pray that our church will always be that safe place. And you know, we're a we're a we're a landscape of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. We don't right. You know, everyone who is part of Hillsong Church doesn't always get it right. Mm -hmm. But that's the journey of family and journey of, 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 of doing this life together. Um, you know, we've obviously been talking about a lot of the realities that have surfaced in recent months. Um, just talk to us a little bit on healthy conversations, how you can actually navigate um, healthy conversations, right conversations with mm -hmm. people. Some of the big issues that might surface or, you know, there are big issues, global issues, but there's also um, the complexities of being in close range with your family, your husband, your spouse or whatever. So there's a number of conflicting realities. Conversation. How do we do that? How do you have a right conversation um, and take care of one another in the midst of it? Yeah, I think that's even such an important thing about taking care of each other. I think when we communicate, the more we could connect first as people, as right. hearts that we want to have a conversation about different things, even if opinions are different. I think yeah. connection then allows us to communicate in a, in a more healthy and a more wholehearted way as well. Right. You know, I think, and there was a quote, you know, I've heard this for, for so long now, and it says, if we could just listen to understand versus listening to reply. Sometimes yeah. we might ask somebody, you know, how they are, or we might ask, you know, someone in the household a question, but let our hearts be actually curious about the response and about the person because yeah. that in itself allows us to connect in a way and actually understand. And I think curiosity, curiosity is nearly a, um, so it's nearly an antidote even maybe for fear or, for, or a way to embrace uncertainty because when we're curious, we're actually interested in, in what we're about to hear. We're interested in possibly what somebody might be wanting to say to us and what we could possibly learn or, as we're hearing at the moment, even unlearn about things um, with all that's going on in our world today. And I think, you know, when we can connect in a deeper way that, that really values the relationship, not just having the, getting the right outcome of the conversation, then that in itself can actually end up, ends up bringing a better conversation. Yeah. Because it actually brings respect for it. It demonstrates respect it and does. value for the other person, I think. And, and just having a maturity, you know, I guess in situations that could be a bit conflicted, um, to just realise that there's usually more going on in someone's heart than what is mm -hmm. You know, not a clinical psychologist just like you <laughs> yes i don't know how many times girls you know like even in marriage and when there's you know the this happens you know is that like sometimes just have the capacity in god like find the capacity strength in the holy spirit to actually maybe draw back there's times to pick your fights there's times to pick pick your conversation but um just draw back and go you know why is why is that person reacting like that? And invariably, there's more going on under the surface. Mm -hmm. That in my marriage, you know, because I'm married to a guy who carries a lot, he, he protects me from certain stuff. He tries to. But, um, you know, if he just gets a little edgy around the corner, you know, <laughs> a little frayed around the edges, I'm like, there's probably more going on, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go, are you okay? And then, of course, men don't like you asking that. Mm. <laughs> 
because they're always okay, man. Fantastic. All right, I've got another question for you. Um, just I, we're kind of skirting our warm around it, but mm-hmm. it comes to exhaustion. Like I, I hear people saying, "I'm just exhausted," like either um, physically or mentally, or you know, emotionally or, or spiritually. Um, you know, I, I had a conversation with a couple of girlfriends, and and I said, "How are you going?" And one of them, who's on a very public platform, very like she's been right in the thick of things, and she's like, "I'm just." I'm exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. I'm actually exhausted emotionally about this. So got any advice inside on? on- oh, look, this is something I'm so passionate about <laughs> as, a, as a person finding their space for their well-being and to yeah. attending to their health. Because, again, we're all worth it as individuals to be well. I think as well, you know, we're called, if we're called to be like vessels for God and we're called, you know, with our to have, you know, like with fresh or new wine skins, like we need to have that healthy and ready for God to work through us and to continue to work through us. But at the same time, we're also, I think, um, are allowed to look after ourselves. And that includes, as you're saying, sometimes there's emotional exhaustion. Like there's so many elements to our well-being. There's um, physical, emotional, like our psychological thoughts, definitely our spiritual well-being. And, yeah. you know, it's when we've especially in times like this, our, our focus initially can get a little bit off balance in the sense that we're just attending to maybe to the needs of others or, you know, I'm just thinking for churches, for so many businesses, they've had to reorient everything that they do or so much of what they do. So the risk there is that, you, you know, we might not have enough time to tend to things. We sometimes talk about environmental well-being as well, not as in the environment. I mean, that's obviously very important, but the spaces we find ourselves in. And so we might at the moment for a lot of people have been like stuck in homes or stuck in environments that are, that they're not used to being in 24 seven. Yeah. And that in itself can become wearing over time or even exhausting. Yeah. And so finding ways now we're very privileged. I know for myself to even have a house to be in at the moment, like gosh, compared to other areas of the world, but our well being is critical that we attend to that and ways to do it is often we do need to have some pause time we need to have as much like sleep is vital for us so is rest in other ways and to be refueled and rejuvenated so that we can actually um, continue to engage in the world around us if we're getting exhausted we're not able to nearly I guess sort of tolerate or be present a lot because yeah. we're, we're just so tired and, you know, our ability to connect and think through things gets limited. Right. And so finding things, um, I always say it's nearly like taking a stock take to begin with. Pause a little bit, take a step back, have a look at what's going on, understanding what you need, and then bringing in, sometimes people go, how on earth do I start to look after myself in this time? But it's even adding little things. I always say when you wake up in the morning, are you reaching for the phone first to look at what's happening in the world or are you actually pausing and connecting with God, connecting with the people, just even the environment you're in or people in your, you know, in the, in the space where you live? Because um, even that's self-care. Yeah. It's just pausing and engaging in the day before we maybe get swamped with information. It's sort of it's like girding ourselves. And sort of, you know, getting ready. And there's yeah, we've got there's multiple ways we can look at self care, um, yeah. but I want to say it's so important. And a step at a time, a step at a time. Small things, and then there's longer term things as well we can do. Like you're going for rides, Bobby. It's great. Well, when I self care. 
And I was on my bicycle going around and around the block. Um, even on that, I was meditating, you know, this question. And I thought, well, when someone is exhausted, it's like it's all gone. They've exhausted, mm -hmm. all gone. And yeah. so what you do is inhale. You know, you have, exactly. You have to give, you space to, give yourself space to inhale again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I did share that. It's like it's so easy for me to be reading and listening and trying to stay abreast of everything. Or I need to allow this um, tank to, to, to be fueled. Yeah. And so, praise God for that. You know what's interesting, Bobby? Years ago yeah. when I was doing some research and I was, I, was looking at, I was looking at broad elements of well-being and one of the findings was actually as a person who, who had a faith, um, and it was on people with faith. And it was as, as they attended to their spiritual well-being, other areas of well-being improved. Yeah, and wow. that was the main, like we looked at well-being in a whole lot of different directions and, yeah. you know, what, what sort of came first, I guess. And spiritual well-being was around their connection to God, their sense of peace, faith, meaning. And I just always think that that says so much that when we can fill even that the, the spiritual tank, I guess, or through connecting with God and be it through worship, whatever it might be, that's just one way to start the inhale again. Absolutely. Which is really Psalm 23, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that Psalm. Thomas was in an exhausted place. He was mm -hmm. in a pain place. I mean, really, if we look at it hardcore, his life. And yet he learnt to inhale. He learnt to breathe in. He learnt to find that, that place of restoration. It's amazing. Just, just one area um, maybe you could speak to. Um, you know, I'm mindful that there's a lot of pastors, a lot of our own team. We've got a lot of pastors, women, mm -hmm. pastors in our church, pastors and leaders who are listening. And, you know, um, how do leaders take care? No. How do we as leaders – I'll just read it. How do mm -hmm. we take care? Take on the cares and the burdens of others without losing our own minds in the process. Mm -hmm. How important is that? I mean, that's obviously where self-care is vital. But I also, I, I often ponder, is it more even sometimes the way when a person comes with their need and it's so important we attend to it, it's about ensuring we're coming alongside to help them as they continue. It's, it's empowering the people that we're supporting um, right. rather than, holding all that weight ourselves i mean obviously giving it to god as well but also knowing we're, we're coming alongside people yeah. we're actually sort of getting shoulder to shoulder and, and to help a person as they continue to walk through whatever their situation is and sometimes um a risk can be that that we we take all that burden and we hold all that weight um, yeah. but we need to be careful we can be alongside someone and and help them as they dismantle that weight and allow them to keep moving forward I think as well, the healthy, healthier we are, which comes from ensuring we're, we're looking after ourselves as helpers or as leaders, when we're healthy like that, it allows us to even help more. Yeah, it's and, you true. Know, I always ensure when I, well, not that I'm in an office at the moment, but there's ways in which I ensure that when I'm, I'm I want to give the people I get to come alongside the, the best of me in my professional self. Yeah. You know, obviously it's all of me, but it's my professional what I'm able to bring to them. And it's, um, and I, I need to though ensure I then go and look after myself and fill my tank. So I've got something to give from as well. Yeah, I do. I do feel that. I do feel that there's, you know, again, to, re to re echo what you're saying back, it's just when we are attending to the things that are important in our own life as leaders, then we're actually going to have the, um, the wherewithal for others and also the anointing of the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
it's a calling and it's a mandate and definitely you know you would you would you and Margaret Akajani and all the other mm -hmm. would speak to the teams on that because you know you start to especially if you've got a, a, a bit of a bleeding heart, you know, you kind of lean in. I've got some, some of my friends who are watching right now, you know, they've really got big hearts and like I hear them exhale, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, there's this and that and that and that. And mm -hmm. I want to make sure that our girls and our team, and our, our leaders and our pastors also are, you know, feeling strong. Mm-hmm. And we can guide people, like when obviously in, in situations where people do have a faith in God, but, you know, when we can sort of help guide them back to, to the answers and the truth, the absolute of God, that's actually something that's also really important because we're getting them to come alongside as we're guiding them, you know, to God, but, but being with them as they find their voice and as they find their way forward. Pointing them to the one who says, you know, take my yoke upon you. Mm-hmm burden upon you you know so it's good it's a good reminder you know <laughs> mm -hmm. i love that um okay so we kind of talked about sleep but adequate adequate sleep is definitely our friend very very important i sometimes think it's like it's oh, it's a bit of downtime for our bodies to recharge and refuel it's essential um, and one of the most significant issues in the health issues in the world, other than obviously what we're dealing with prior to COVID and these times, has actually been insomnia and the lack of sleep or people having difficulty sleeping. So it's so important we find ways to have healthy sleep and enough sleep as well. Yeah, People need to find out what they need. You know, the, the sort of sleep association um, sort of does suggest around seven to eight hours and that kids need more. Uh, but we also need to ensure we're, we're trying to disconnect a little before we get to sleep. Just so, with technology today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if someone is really struggling, I'm just trying to watch the time here before yes. us. I'm ask you like this. <laughs> but um, if someone is really struggling, I, I mean, like, is there a, do, you, do you have resources? Is there something that we can load into, like, the Instagram later or your? Yeah, definitely. But we talk about sleep hygiene. <laughs> okay, that's good. Because to say we need more sleep, like, but how, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and one, a, a, a couple of tips, keeping the room as dark as you can. Even having a shower before bed, our, our body temperature drops as we sleep and that helps bring about sleep. So we can nearly help our bodies. If we have a shower, we get warm and as, our, as the body temperature drops, it sort of can help induce sleep as well. One right. of the big things is, though, is about our thinking and that's why getting off technology even an hour before bed because both the light can stimulate our brains um, but at the same time sometimes the content can keep us thinking. And, and by nighttime, I always think our faculties are starting to, to get a little tired and need to sleep. So if we can get off some of that, it can get us to a bit of a peaceful space. Listening to worship music, focusing on the word before bed, those sorts of things can also help. Yeah. So, but again, we can get some resources available, definitely. Amen. And we'll mm -hmm. go clean and then we don't have to wash the sheets so much. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Healthy diet, is that a friend? Healthy diet? Uh, oh, healthy diet. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've got a healthy appetite. Um, <laughs> no, look, a healthy diet, again, it's a way, it, it fuels our physical body, which keeps us in a better place as well as what we do eat it, it can affect our our sense of well it affects our energy levels doesn't it and, and it helps us be ready and even getting a sharper mind to sort of stay engaged absolutely i know that i don't function very well when i have sugar yes but um yeah so 
haven't had a lot of sugar for a while. Well yeah, done. But, uh, but I may have had some bread today. Mm -hmm. um, size and movement is actually critical. Just, just critical. critical. Well, critical. Yeah. And again, during these times, it's been hard for a lot of people. So it's finding other ways to do that, finding alternate ways. My daughter's had the old fitness videos on at home. I'm like, oh, geez. And we're fucking, I know. I'm like, oh, let me walk the dogs. Um, <laughs> but again, exercise, it gets our bodies moving. But even beyond that, it gets endorphins. It gets yep. all those body chemicals we have going. Doctors, even now, if a person is struggling with mood and some of those things are a challenge, they're nearly supposed to prescribe exercise. Because yeah. we know the, the significant impact exercise and movement can have at just helping a, a mind get a little bit, a little bit more movement in the mind as well. And um, even when you're out on a walk, you know, we sometimes talk about grounding exercises, which brings us to the present. What can I see, hear and touch? And when you're on a walk, observing your environment, get those earphones out when you can. Sometimes listen to the noises if you're in a nicer area, if it's not just horns tooting, but it's, um, you know, like really allowing ourselves to even engage in the space that we're in can help as well. We would have possibly some girls on today, maybe not, but, you know, they're in some cities that are pretty, pretty hectic at the moment. There's mm -hmm. rhymes. You know, I saw in, in one, one part of America here that people are just going mental. They're just going crazy with fireworks. Yeah. There's so many fireworks going. It's like, it's like an, they're just going crazy with it. So, yeah, it's just. Find their um, stillness and equilibrium. Are we, here's another question. Mm -hmm. you know, my heart went then to people who are like, mm -hmm. and what have you. But um, are we still allowed to laugh? In oh, of course we are. Humour and laughter and enjoyment. I mean, a mood booster is being able to, um, we, we talk about pleasure and achievement, but pleasure and joy and activities that, that help us with that, or even just having a good laugh with a friend or at a joke, whatever it might be watching yeah. a funny show, whatever it is, it can just, again, that in itself can help bring life um, and also help bring that balance we've been talking about, that in the midst of seeing so much distress, and again, it's not taking our mind saying the distress isn't there, it's more an and, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, it's actually okay for me to engage and, with others and have a good time. Fantastic. Because, you know, like I love a good laugh and I'll sometimes post up very meaningful, like if we just go to social media, which, you know, mm -hmm. some an option in their life for us it's actually not it's not it's part of who we are it's part of the way we connect with our greater world and you know even in this season I'm like am I still allowed to laugh am I still allowed to post something like amusing because I'm you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fearful that it's going to be offensive to people and that they're going to be like oh well how insensitive are you right now so you mm -hmm. know I post something funny anyway <laughs> I'm going to go really quickly we're going to be done in a couple of minutes binge mm -hmm. tv friend or foe Look, I think the word binge is something we need to be careful of. So <laughs> if we're intentional and present and choosing to watch a show, that's one thing. If we're nearly getting, if we're so disconnected from our reality and just getting lost for that reason, that can be a bit of, that can be a bit tricky because we can get a bit stuck being disconnected. But I think there's, again, nothing wrong with watching our favourite shows. But again, think about why you enjoy them, why you like them. It might be that it's just a no-brainer and I want to watch it. But again, let it be a little bit intentional, especially as, as you're choosing what you're going to watch. Yes. Well, just to be like normal here for the girls, you know, uh -huh. since we've been here, we've been very busy. There's not a lot. The days are just vanishing because, we're, you know, we're working and what have you. But um, 
but at home and during COVID, even though Brian was working there, he discovered Netflix. Like I, I had, totally, I had Netflix. That was my space. And so then he, uh, so he, he may have, he may have watched a few boy series, and I'm like, oh great. Anyway, praise the Lord. Anyway, what do you love about sisterhood? What do you love? And what appreciate? do I love? Oh gosh, I remember when I first had Noah, 18 years ago, and you I mean I'd been working, I'd been doing all that sort of stuff. So for me, I remember walking in and going, oh, my gosh, there's, there's people around that can support me or that I can be a part of, I can belong to. And, I mean, and that was 18 years ago, you know, so it's been a long time I was even involved before that, but I remember at that time in my life how important it was. And I think for me it's always meant been meaning, there's been belonging, there's been being with other women that actually allows me to understand things from, from, from this perspective. Um, but I think it's brought friendship and also fun. Like no. I actually think, Bobby, you've always allowed fun and, and I actually, and you've found, allowed to find that balance in there. Um, and, yeah, for me, sisterhoods, it's, yeah, it's just brought so much to my life and it allows me to, yeah, connect with others and I love that. I love that, Beck. You know what, we've been talking for an hour. We're not really. Mm. Nearly. And um, the, the team get, they go, Bobby, if you go over an hour, we can't load it up. And I'm like, oh, oh. we're going to finish. All right. mm. we're gonna just one, just really quick. What's your favourite flower? How can you have one? But anyway, I would say I love peonies. I love roses. Um, and also, obviously, I, I do love lavender. And I'll, I'll put them all in my garden. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you another lavender bush, okay? So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. You know what, Beck? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go. And mm -hmm. so you pray for the girls and, um, and then we'll just let them get on with their mornings. I just sure. appreciate what you've done. And just I know that there's people are going to be helped by today. Amen. So would you like to just pray for the girls? Definitely. I'd love to. Lord, yeah. we just thank you for this time together today. Lord, we thank you that you, we, we can have this space to come together, to be inspired, encouraged, and just to sort of connect with each other. And Lord, I pray for everybody today who's tuned in for all the families and friends they represent. Lord, I pray that you um, bring to them a peace, Lord, that they are also able to reach out to you to seek peace. But Lord, you just continue to bring your your truth to people, Lord, that you continue to bring your um the certainty that only you can bring. And, Lord, I pray that we always seek your wisdom. And, Lord, I pray that we always seek your presence and stay in your presence. And, Lord, I just pray over everyone today that we would have a great day wherever we might find ourselves. Amen. Amen. Beck, thank you so much, darling girl. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for, thank you for wanting to talk about this. And um, we love you girls out there. Have a great rest of the day. And um, we'll see you on the weekend for church, all right? That's so great. We'll, we'll edit out all my dribble at the front end. All right. <laughs> Okay, be blessed everyone. I'll see you soon. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.